Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and as always, I'm joined here in the Dallas and Fort Worth area by my good friend and co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How you doing this evening, Terry? Oh, man, it couldn't get any better. I mean, and you and I know why. I just absolutely <laughs> love it. I'm I do, too. I do, ready too. Ready to go. Well, All you right. know, um, uh, for those of you that tuned into the Thursday show, um, you realize now what uh, live radio is all about because of the fact that Terry had asked me to prepare a few scriptures for him for his presentation about the rapture of the church. And some way or another, uh, we got it all. I got it messed up. I'm, I'm going to take full blame for it. I got it messed up. And because of that, he was not able to present what he wanted to. And I'm going to give him the opportunity to do that right off the top tonight after telling you this. And that is that I'm very, very excited to uh, let everybody know that for the first time ever, the last Christian radio show has been heard by more than one million people. Um, that was from uh, thurs Thursday evening. Now, if you are on uh, YouTube, you must realize that the YouTube channel is probably one of our uh, lesser known uh, avenues. It doesn't broadcast on the, the, the radio stations and the, the podcasts and all that. It's independent. And so I'm going to say that we're probably going to have over 10,000 views of that um Thursday show and the thing is we want to get YouTube up with everybody else because the more people that are able to view uh, these presentations of course the more people are, have the opportunity to hear God's word so if you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel we invite you to do so uh, simply uh, hit that little bell you'll be notified about any and all new videos that are added as well and of course uh, comment like it all helps the analytics of YouTube, and uh, we, again, want to get that channel up and moving as best we can. But the thing is, Terry, is I, I did want to give you uh, the opportunity, of course, to explain uh, what you wanted to about the rapture of the church that we got messed up on on that Thursday show, and I'm going to give you that opportunity. But I know that you've got a few things that you want to address before we get going, so you let me know when you want to see this scripture on screen. We'll start with Revelation 22.7, by the way. But yes. um, I do want to give you the opportunity to um, address anything that you want to, uh, to lead into it and, and prepare the audience for it, and then we'll take it from there. So it, it's all yours, sir. Go ahead. Marvelous. Uh, we all know how scary and, and frightening uh, the book of Revelation is. And in fact, uh, I'm in chapter 16 right now looking at it. And uh, we're leading into the valley of uh, Hamangog or Armageddon. Uh, verse uh, 14 of 16, it says, For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day uh, of God. Almighty, And then we skip, and you're going to understand why, to verse 16, and it says, And he gathered them, this is the Antichrist, he gathered them together into the place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. 
Okay, now these are two to totally very closely related realities that are taking place in the insanity of, of the revelation in the tribulation period. But watch what God did, because remember, the Bible is inspired by God. It was written by God, every jot and tittle. Amen. In the middle of those two statements, in verse 15, we hear all of a sudden Jesus talking. Just like somebody that you're watching a movie and somebody comes in over the movie and he says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that waiteth, that he watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, in the midst of all of this chaos, is doing that. Now, there are people that have taken that verse out of, not only out of context, because it is out of context, but they've taken that verse to mean that somehow Jesus is going to rapture the church sometime during the tribulation. Right, right. But we're going to change it. We're going to see what's really going on here. We're going to remember this verse. Remember, in the midst of all the chaos, Jesus jumps in. He does a station break, and he says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter 22, uh, verse 7. Okay, here we go. Okay. John has been invited by the angel to go to heaven, to go to the, uh, and to see, uh, to see and meet the bride. And uh, in the midst of all of this, uh, he says, uh, Jesus comes in and he says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Amen. Now, they, they had that announcement, that uh, commercial, back there in the middle of the battle, Armageddon and all of that. Now, all of a sudden, we're in heaven. The angel has taken John to heaven in chapter 22, and he's showing him God and, and heaven and the whole thing. And then Jesus comes in and he says this. Let's go to verse uh, 12. Okay, Revelation uh, 22, verse 12. There okay. you go. And again, Jesus is talking, and he behold, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Amen. Okay, now all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, Jesus is kind of losing it a little bit. He's getting like uh, some presidents in our country, but he's repeating himself. I mean, you know, he's going over and over. He keeps saying, what's going on here? Let's go to, uh, let's go to verse 17. Okay, there you go. Okay, and it says, and the spirit and the bride. Wait a minute. They're in heaven, but the bride's there in heaven too. And the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. This verse is so deep. I'm now, gonna go well, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pop in there real, real quick, Terry. Um, and go right not, not to where you lose your train of thought or anything, but I've read the Bible several times, and I will tell you that Revelation twenty two seventeen, where it says, and the bride say, I had yeah. never seen that before. I had never noticed that before. So that is that is a huge hint of the fact that yeah. the rapture takes place uh, as we have stated uh, before before the, tri before mm -hmm. the tribulation. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge, huge hint of. Okay, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you on that, but I, no, I thought that okay. I thought that was important. I'll I'll put it back up on screen yeah. for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, and it says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, and let him take the water of life freely. You can bring me back on, Joel. Okay. 
Boy, this is great. There are very few uh, actors that have ever been able to tell the director, oh, I want the camera on me. Let's, let's get the camera on me. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do you one better. I'll, I'll throw you up there completely full screen because well, I, I got no problem with that. He's Go doing ahead. A, he's, he's doing a close-up, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody, somebody call Hollywood, get these people awake. Okay, anyway. All right. Now, you notice at the end of that, it says, whoever hears uh, the, the come, that, that, that they should take of the water of life freely, that's Jesus. Okay. That's what we're here for. That's what this program is about. That's why we do these shows, the whole thing. That's why people are out preaching the gospel. Amen. Everybody that's in the body of Christ is trying to get people to come to Jesus because he's going to have a come to Jesus meeting like nobody in this world has ever seen. Amen. And he wants you to be with him. He wants you to be on his side. Amen. And so he does that. But now remember, we want to go back to the overview of what we're doing. In the middle of Armageddon battle, Jesus says, behold, I'm coming quickly. Then he, the angel brings uh, John to heaven and brings him in there. And and, and he, he and he's, Jesus comes in and says, behold, I come quickly. And then he says it again. And then uh, the bride uh, comes in she's introduced because that's really why he came to see the bride and she says yeah hey don't forget about me jesus is coming quickly and Amen. she won't get that now let's go to the last verse we've got revelation 22 verse 20. okay there you go okay he who testifies to these things says surely i am coming quickly amen Amen. Amen. That's what they, that's what John said. Amen. Even so come Lord Jesus or Maranatha. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now you can bring me, you can bring me back on. Boy, okay. this is cool. Yeah, this is like skiing, <laughs> skiing down a hill in San Moritz or something. I mean, this is, this is outstanding. Okay. Now we, Jesus said it during the battle of Armageddon. Then he says it when they first get into heaven, he says it. And then he says it again, like he's repeating himself, like he's losing it. And then the bride is saying it like, well, you guys are too dumb. You didn't hear him. I'm going to say it. You know, and then he says it one very last time. And in fact, it's the last prophecy that Jesus makes in the entire Bible. Amen. And what is it? What is it referring to? It's referring to the rapture. Amen. Behold, Amen. I'm coming quickly. He says, well, now what should we think about? We should think about uh, these things over here and, and the tribulation and the, oh, it's coming and people are talking. He, no, he says, no. What I want you to think about and what I want you to be aware of and what I want you to tune into is the reality. The most important message out of this whole book is you get saved. Whoever needs me, come to me. I will receive you and, and I will forgive you of your sins and save you. And... I want you to understand you may not do it too soon because behold, Jesus says, I am coming and I'm coming quickly. Amen. And, you know, that leads into what uh, what we continually say here on the last Christian radio show. And that is just like there's a last play in any football game where the quarterback drops back, he throws that pass and it's win or lose right now. And then the game is over. Well, when Christ does shout, when Christ does say it's time for his church to come home, then the game is basically over for anyone that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because anybody that hasn't, by the time that that rapture occurs, that twinkle of an eye moment, 
that uh, Terry writes about in his book, which, by the way, is entitled Blast Off Repeamore. Anyone that has not accepted Jesus Christ by the time of the rapture has to go through at least a part of that great tribulation period when things are not going to be very pretty. In fact, things are going to be worse than they have ever been in the history of time, and you simply do not want to be a part of that. And one thing I'm going to throw up here real quick, Terry, and, and then I'll let you uh, comment on it, is the, what I put up uh, for tonight's uh, show title. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess I should really put that back up full screen for everybody one more time because I, I want them to concentrate on one thing, and that is, uh, if you'll notice, I quoted from Luke twenty uh, twenty one, uh, verse number thirty two, which says, "Assuredly I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away." Till all things take place. Now, what is very, very significant about that is that we have identified that last generation as being our generation. And how can we? How can we do that? How can we say that this is the last generation after two thousand years? Why are we so certain? Because the key. The key to it all is the establishment of Israel as a nation for the second time, and that coming after 2,000 years. Uh, Terry, you may want to have some comment on that, and then I've got some news that will, um, you know, usually I put the news first. I intentionally left it out until now because everything we're talking about is in these news reports. Go ahead. We had a perfect example of what Joel is trying so beautifully to emphasize. Earlier before we started the show, we were talking about some things, and Joel said something telling me to do something, and I'm listening to him. We're having this deep conversation, and then he's like, well, and I'm like, well, he says, no. He says, do this, and I says, you mean right now? Okay, that's that's a perfect example of the rapture. Right. It's, it's in it's in the right now. That's Amen. where it is. Amen. So Amen. anyway, all right. Well, now I want to play this news. Um, like I said, usually I'll lead, I'll lead off with it, but tonight I wanted to do it after your presentation about the rapture because, mm-hmm. uh, again, we concentrate a lot on Ezekiel chapter 38, where Russia mm-hmm. leads the the coalition against Israel, and. We have to look at current events. We've got to look at what's going on in the world to see just how close we are to seeing that. So I want you to listen to this one first, and then I've got a report uh, from Amir Tisferti as well. So hang on one second, and let's listen to this one first. Here's the latest from the KRRB. Minister warned on Thursday that if the United States confirms reports that it plans to deliver sophisticated air defense missiles to Ukraine, it would be, quote, another provocative move by the U.S. that could prompt a response from Moscow. Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova said in a weekly briefing that the U.S. had effectively become a party to the war in Ukraine, following reports that it will provide Kyiv with Patriot surface-to-air missiles, the most advanced the West has yet offered to help repel Russian aerial attacks. Harry Michaels reporting. Now, what is important about this is the fact that Russia has made it very, very clear that they uh, are unhappy at a minimum with the way that the world is treating them in the Ukraine. And they believe that there are attacks taking place from the Ukraine against Russia mainly. In other words, that there are drones being sent at them. 
uh, missiles being sent at them. And now they have warned the world, you know, anything that you do provocatively toward us could cause us to make use of nuclear weapons. Now, I'm not just making this up. I'm not dragging it out of the mm-hmm. out of the air somewhere. These are statements that have been made by the Russian uh, government previously. And Putin, is, you know, he may be crazy. I don't know. But I do know that he's serious. When he states that he's going to do something, you better pay attention to him because he does—he usually follows through on what he says he's going to do. He doesn't make idle threats. So I've got another report here, which kind of backs that up. And I'm going to play this. This is Amir Tesarti. Again, I am a member of the U.S. Press Association. I am allowed to play these clips. Amir knows I play them. Everybody in the press knows that I play them. And I want you to listen very, very carefully to what he has to say about this situation. And by the way, this was posted this morning, just this morning. Take a listen to this. I'm from Galilee, from Israel. The Valley of Armageddon is right here, as you can see. Let me explain to you what happened yesterday. Yesterday, the Russians sent... Um, mostly from the uh, from submarines in the Caspian and the Black Sea, they sent 60 cruise missiles. They're waiting for some shipment of, of suicide drones. Um, the ratio of uh, suicide drones is like out of every, I think out of every uh, 30 drones, six hit the target, the rest are thwarted. So... Right. So the Russians use uh, caliber cruise missiles, and yesterday's damage to the Ukrainian grid was so bad that half of Kiev is without electricity, and major cities are also completely out. As of this morning, the U.S. intelligence and the U.S. administration are having growing fear. Watch this. Normally, they're afraid of stuff that the Russians will do. Now, they're afraid of something that the Ukrainians are going to do. And this is the attack of the, the Russian bases in Crimea and an attempt to take over Crimea. Look, when Putin took over Crimea in 2014, he, he, he followed a referendum that supposedly said that Everybody there wants Russia to control. Putin said more than once, whatever the end, the outcome, the end outcome of, of the war is going to be Crimea, for sure is part of Russia. It's not even a question. The fear is that the Ukraine is now with its back to the wall, without electricity, without any way to even go through this winter. The fear is that the Ukrainians who have right now um, the momentum, the fear is that the Ukrainians will try to take over Crimea and have no, not only a moral victory, but also tactical vi- tactical victory that will <clears throat> signal that they are not even willing to give up a square inch, even from past uh, conquests. The U.S., is afraid, and I'm talking about reports from this morning, the U.S. is afraid that Putin will feel with his back to the wall and will use nuclear weapon. We already saw 
a nuclear missile that was already lowered to its um, launching pad. Uh, and we know that it's a, it just you know it could be used at any given moment, folks. The prospect of a nuclear uh, strike on Ukraine, as of this morning, is something that the U.S. and Western Europe are extremely afraid of. Putin made it very clear: we will do whatever it takes to defend our. Uh, territory and he made it very clear that he made even his nuclear arsenal ready to be used again the ukrainians feel like there is nothing they can lose they need the victory the russians are making very clear that nuclear strike is on the table and the americans are sh almost convinced that putin will do that but this is something that i've been watching for the last 48 hours and as of this morning, it's not only an assessment of the British or the Germans, this is even the U.S. intelligence. So please, uh, let's see what's going on. But uh, Ukraine cannot afford itself entering into the deep winter without power, without electricity. Either they're going to have to evacuate their capital, which means it's almost a declaration of defeat, or they're going to do something spectacular in <clears throat> in the form of having whatever they can um, aim towards Crimea, which is what they've been doing lately. So, hey, uh, share this with as many as you can. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're sharing it with as many as we can. And I want um, I want to remind people, Terry, that we have spoken about this issue in the past several times. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been months now since we made this statement. I made this statement. I don't know if you want to go along with it or not. I never clarified that with you, so I, I don't want to add you in without your permission. But I made the prediction that the Russians would, in fact, use nuclear weapons. I have not backed down from that at all. I am not talking about nuclear weapon, uh, you know, like some kind of a world war uh, with nukes, something that destroys the mm -hmm. earth, anything like that. I'm talking about the use of tactical nuclear weapons in the Ukraine, and I believe that the world will bow down. I do not believe that the world, the United Nations specifically, will do anything more than... Uh, jump up and down, scream and holler, try to put on some more um, worthless sanctions. You tell me how sanctions have worked out so far, okay? Um, so uh, that, that's all that they're going to do. But also, I believe that this is simply the precursor for how the world will react when Russia puts together that great coalition to go up against Israel, that again, mm -hmm. the world will stamp its foot, it will yell and scream, it will holler, it will uh, threaten the use of any kind of sanctions or anything like that, but they're not going to do anything as far as helping Israel. And I know that they're not going to help Israel because the Bible tells me that they're not going to help mm -hmm. Israel, that the only defense Israel has just happens to be the best defense that Israel could possibly mm -hmm. ever have, mm -hmm. and that is God himself. Terry, your impression. Amen. Amen. You just uh, pretty well tied it up in a neat little package with a ribbon and a bow on top. Uh, that's pretty much where we're at right at this point. Uh, and again, I will issue, uh, on behalf of the Lord and his word, a warning 
to Russia and to to all of these countries. It says he's going to put a hook in your jaws and bring you down there. Amen. But but the but you've got to understand you are going to be the one to take the great loss. Right. So I would much rather that you turn to Jesus while you have time. Amen. Uh, that's that's you know. Well, you know, we we went into that a bit um, in the previous show, explaining yeah. Ezekiel thirty nine. You know, we spend a lot of time yeah. on Ezekiel thirty eight as the the hook and the jaw, and, but we we went into um, Ezekiel thirty nine a little bit as to what the result of them not paying attention is going to be. And before we run out of time in the first half of the show, I do want to put this scripture up on screen. This is Luke 21, 29 through uh, 32. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. And again, we assert that that generation is us. And I don't mm -hmm. think that there's any doubt about that. Terry, you got a minute, uh, and I'm going to let you take us to break. So go ahead and uh, what, whatever you got. And when you hear the music, well, you'll, you'll know we're closing in on it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, we all know weather. We all know the spring. We all know when the trees begin to bud. Uh, these are simply examples uh, of what is going to happen at the end times. And the end times is described as that time when people began to fight against each other, uh, nations against nations. Uh, we're seeing the scenario play out, folks. Um, and if you get with Jesus, you have nothing to worry about. Right. Let me say that. He will take the pressure off. Trust in Jesus, and he will be your guide. He will be your Savior. He will be your Lord, and he will lead you from this. Pray for your salvation is what Terry is saying. All you've got to Amen. do is put your faith in Jesus Christ, and you're going to be okay. Now, for those of you that do not get the second half of the show, again, we encourage you to go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. Or you can view it later on uh, YouTube as well. For everybody else, we'll be back after the break uh, with the second half of the Last Christian Radio Show. Yeah. Well, for some of you listening to stations that do not carry the second half of the Last Christian Radio Show, we have reached the end of this edition. We ask that you join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. For everyone else, we'll be back right after the break with the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. You're listening to Revelation Radio, part of the Ustreamit Broadcast Network, your online destination for Christian radio, for and by Christians, where we gather to share our Christian inspiration, talents, faith, message, and hope. Please visit us online at www.revelationradio.net or www.ustreamit.net today. 
Life's a bit like a chess game. If we're not very observant, like me, we can often find ourselves thrust into a corner with no moves left. Thankfully, as a Christian, I submit my life's moves to God. He, by His grace and power, observes my every move and every move of my opponent. Every time my opponent calls out, Check! My king has one more move. Jesus was crucified by the ones he loved, but his great king, God his Father, had one more move. Jesus rose from the dead, triumphing over the opponent of life. Have you resigned your life to the only one who can get you out of a corner? His name is Jesus Christ. The king loves you so much, when you find yourself facing the threat of checkmate, he has one more move to rescue you from the grip of your opponent. God tracking is resting in the king's next move. I'm Dudley Anderson. Why not email me, dudley at surereality.net. I would love to hear from you. There's simply no better way to start your day than with the Holy Bible. Please join Pastor Jason Wilkerson, the pastor of Disciples Fellowship Church, in his daily program, Truth That Transforms, every morning at 9 a.m. Central Time and again every Sunday at 9 a.m. as well as 12 p.m. right here on Revelation Radio, Truth That Transforms. KRRB Revelation Radio broadcasts to all 50 U.S. states and more than 160 countries around the world, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We offer the perfect platform for you to host your very own radio show locally, nationally, or to a worldwide audience. And if you're a podcaster or social media content creator, upgrade your productions to digital radio and explode your listening audience. Gain new subscribers, be invited on other podcast or radio shows as a guest, or find guests for your productions. No matter your topic or genre, if it's suitable for all audiences and age groups, you're invited to join the Revelation Radio family. We know you'll love the results, but to make sure radio is for you, your first 90 days are absolutely free without any obligation or hidden fees. For more information or to get started today, visit www.revelationradio.net or email us at info at revelationradio.net today. KRRBDB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas. Here's the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Russia's foreign minister warned on Thursday that if the United States confirms reports that it plans to deliver sophisticated air defense missiles to Ukraine, it would be, quote, another provocative move by the U.S., that could prompt a response from Moscow. Ministry spokesperson Maria Zakharova said in a weekly briefing that the U.S. had effectively become a party to the war in Ukraine. A judge on Thursday handed down the longest prison term so far in the plot to kidnap Michigan's governor, sentencing three men who forged an early alliance with the leader of the scheme before the FBI broke it up in 2020. Reality television stars Todd and Julie Chrisley who last month were sentenced to prison for fraud and tax crimes, will be headed to Florida to serve their time, according to documents from the U.S. Marshals Service. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. Welcome back to the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the uh, last Christian radio show. You know, Terry, uh, uh, 
just before before we get into the rest of the of the uh, presentation tonight, um, I got to get your um, get get your commercial loaded. You know, because I, every, every time every time I play one of these breaks, you know, we, we've done um, Don Karima, um, you know, she, mm-hmm. Dr. Don Karima. She has a radio show on uh, Revelation Radio. You just heard a commercial break there uh, for Pastor Jason Wilkerson. He has a show. Mm-hmm. You have a show. Mm-hmm. You have a show, yes. sir. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that, that we have not really taken a lot of time to talk about and i think it, i think this may be a good time to do it is your yeah. is your radio show which is called mm-hmm. uh from the eyes of storm and uh mm-hmm. by the way um that your your next edition of that show which is doing extremely well by the way um mm-hmm. terry uh, has about a quarter of a million uh, listeners across all of our networks uh, each each week. I know it kind of blows his mind uh, to know that, yeah. but but uh, anyway, I think it's a good time for you to talk a little bit about from the eye of the storm and the importance and what you're trying to get across to people. So you know, I do want to talk about the tribulation. I do want to talk about the <laughs> second coming. I do want to talk about the fact that that uh, this generation is that generation that will see all all things fulfilled. And you know, I expect to be raptured at any second. I still do, I, you know, uh, and I, I believe that with all my heart. But I do want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, from the eye of the storm. So uh, go ahead. I'm going to put your I'm going to put your title frame up there where everybody can see it. Again, that's every Sunday evening, 7:30 p.m. Central Time, right here on Revelation Radio, and it podcasts all over. You can find it anywhere. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, when I actually started the program, I uh, I thought I was being kind of original. I really did. Uh, the eye of the storm, and uh, and then I went online and started checking various uh, programs, uh, music, uh, songs that are out, uh, albums, entire albums dedicated to the eye of the storm, and all that. You know, uh, and then I began to hear many sermons from from various people. Uh, uh, which I doubt very much that they, they've ever heard of me or my program, but they, the title of their sermon would be uh, The Eye of the Storm and, and all of that. And I began to realize that I had done a, a good thing in realizing that in putting our finger on the pulse uh, of the activities of this world, uh, we're in a storm, and it's a building storm. It's not lessening. It just seems to get uh, greater and greater. Amen. Um, and so I decided I wanted to find a place, a nice quiet place uh, for even 30 minutes a, a week where I could just go. And and then I know from in my experience of reading the Bible over the last 50 years, uh, and I continue to read it on a daily basis because it is so comforting, so strengthening. And so I decided that's what I would do. And I thought, okay, where am I going to start in the Bible? And I thought, I'm going to start in Proverbs. And uh, one of my favorite testimonies is uh, Dr. Um, hang on a second, I'll remember his name in a minute. Um, 
anyway, he he was a, a young teenager in a gang and uh, almost died from a knife fight and almost killed somebody. Uh, you're going to be amazed when I remember the name here in a minute. Uh, but anyway, he and so his grandmother kept telling him to read the Bible, and he started reading in the book of Proverbs. And it was reading the Proverbs on a daily basis and submitting that to himself that he began to turn around and, and to get his life straight. He became one of the foremost brain surgeons in the world. Have mm. I tipped you off yet, uh, uh, Joel? Um, anyway, um, and I usually, I, I do, I'll do that. If I start thinking about something, I get so much of my brain overloads. But I'll remember his name in a minute. I can see his <laughs> face now. He ran for president, if that helps any, uh, with uh, Trump and all of I wish I, I wish I could help you, but I don't have any idea. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I wish I could help. It's because, but but that's a perfect example uh, of of the world we're living in, right. where even things that we know we can lose sight of simply because of all of the things that are going on. Right. But when we get quiet for thirty minutes and just go over the Word of God and how He teaches us from the Book of Proverbs, the main the main word throughout the Book of Proverbs is the word righteousness. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when Paul was dying and getting ready to go in Second Timothy chapter. Chapter four, verse eight. He was talking to Timothy. He said, "I've been, I've uh, finished my fight, my course. I finished it." He says, "But there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness." Amen. That's the word. That's all the way through the book of Proverbs. If you want to know how to be righteous, and you say, "Well, why would I want to?" Because actually, at the end of the road, Jesus is going to be giving people a crown of righteousness simply for anticipating daily, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but anticipating daily Jesus's shout. Amen. They're going to the ones that do that are going to be getting a uh crown of righteousness. And so this is, I I want people, it's kind of a feel good program because you walk away from it knowing you've been given eternal truth and all of this as terrible as it is, Jesus prophesied it. He said it was going to get so bad. In fact, we haven't touched on this verse in a long time. It's going to get so bad that it's going to be worse. Watch this. It's going to be worse than it ever shall ever be again right well you know the one the one good thing the the, the one good thing is once the tribulation is over then you know we don't really have any more to worry about i mean i Mm -hmm. know i've got i've got to make that i guess i I should kind of make that clear a little bit better because Mm -hmm. we were talking about the rapture the tribulation second coming Mm -hmm. it's all it's all there for everybody to see and Mm -hmm. uh, in the first half of the show you talked about the rapture and you did an Mm -hmm. excellent job of of breaking that down and uh, Mm -hmm. showing that we should be anticipating that every single day (laughs) the thing Mm -hmm. is is that once that rapture has occurred once that once those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, both living and dead, are out of here, then we've got seven years of tribulation, or the world, not us, the world has seven years of tribulation to live through. And we went through some explanation of that in the last show. And for those of you that are not familiar with it, I strongly encourage you to pick up the Bible and look at Ezekiel chapter 39 as to what is going to happen to those um, individuals that follow Russia 
in that coalition against Israel, it is horrific what happens to them. Uh, it is so bad what happens to them that I really even hated to put it up on screen and read it because my station, Revelation Radio, this particular radio mm -hmm. station that is our flagship, we require that everybody, uh, that the content that everyone provides is suitable for all audiences and age groups. And the thing mm -hmm. is, is that the descriptions that are given in Ezekiel 39, I wouldn't allow that to be said in any other context other than the fact that it is stated by God. Okay, mm -hmm. if it was stated by man in regard to somebody, I would never allow that to be broadcast on this station. Mm -hmm. But because mm -hmm. it's broadcast by God, I know that it is suitable for all audiences and age groups because God only provides good. He doesn't provide anything bad. Amen. So so Amen. we went over that. But anyway, go back and look at that. And then I, I urge you, if you've never done it before, I know it's a scary book. People talk about mm -hmm. it being a scary book. But mm -hmm. I urge you to read Revelation. Because mm -hmm. what is described in the book of Revelation, especially in regard to the tribulation, is horrific, and it's something that you want to avoid. And what I was getting to there with the very end of that is that, yes, once the tribulation is over and uh, our Lord does return for a second time, that referring to the second coming, and again, I'm going to go back one last time and emphasize that there is a significant difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming. If there's any confusion there, please understand, the rapture happens first, the tribulation happens second, and at the end of the tribulation, then and only then, does Jesus Christ come back for a second time. Now, mm -hmm. if you think it's all over then, well, yeah, sort of, but not really, because mm -hmm. what happens is, is that he casts Satan into the lake of fire for 1,000 years. He rules from Jerusalem for 1,000 years, but the Bible is also clear that Satan is released for a short time, there is no, mm -hmm. that's all it says. It doesn't say for 10 years, for 20 years, for mm -hmm. a thousand years. Mm -hmm. It says he is released for a short time. And then at the end of that period, whatever that period is, at the end of that period, then the final judgment comes. Then you have the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, Terry, you want to go ahead and, and uh, any kind of comment that you've got on that? Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the end of the uh, uh, Satan's final rebellion, uh, he's tossed into hell with uh, the uh, Antichrist and the uh, prophet and so forth. And uh, Jesus holds what's called the Great White Throne Judgment, where he judges people that have not known Jesus. Amen. And since they are not in his book, he judges them from their books, their life books, and it's not to let them get away with right, anything. Right. It's only it's only to decide what kind of punishment in hell they're going to receive. Some are going to receive, as he said in one uh, dissertation, he said some are going to receive um, uh, few stripes, and then some are going to receive many. And uh, you can even go to Isaiah chapter 14 and discover that Satan himself is thrown into hell and he is mocked 
And people are going to him and saying, you know, you're the one that led us here. You, you know, I mm -hmm. guess he doesn't look too hot when he gets to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's always, it's always really been amazing to me that um, Satan knows the Bible better than any of us living right now. He really does. Yeah. And I, I don't understand. I've never understood why knowing the end of it, he did this. I mean, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if that makes sense or not. What I just said, but, yeah. the, well, but it, we, it, it's we crazy. Can only, we can, yeah, we can only surmise he was made the most beautiful uh, angel right. of all angels. So he was God's That's favorite. He was made. He was God's favorite. And he was, yeah. yeah. And and so, and, but what happened was that caused him to commit the sin of pride, we, to begin to really mm -hmm. think that uh, his stuff didn't stink, kind of, you know, <laughs> if I can say that on radio. But anyway, That's close to crossing um, the line, but go ahead. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm anyway, kidding, I'm kidding, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so that's what happened, and he did that. Now, certainly we can, looking back, say, oh, why did he do that, and, you know, but the reality is we all, uh, are, are weak and we all get to places where we begin to think that we're pretty special. Right. Uh, it's a sin of pride and uh, that's what Jesus died on the cross for. Right. And um, if, if Satan, I don't know if he had repented, what would, you know, that it's silly. There's, uh, there's actually cautions in the Bible about asking what if, yeah. uh, because because you can just wear yourself out. What if, what if, what if? And the fact is, is it isn't. You know, right. so don't don't try to figure out what it would be because that's not what's going to happen. Right. That's why I love the Bible because it is what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's you know, just plain speaking. And and I say that all the time. You know, if the uh, if the news media uh, was a believer, and you know, there there are some there are some on television that are believers i have no doubt about that but i do believe that the uh, editorial staff or whatever kind of tamp them down as far as religious beliefs um and i, I think that's unfortunate and, and um, i yeah. wish i wish more people would would speak out uh, about mm -hmm. it but if the media would simply pick up the bible and read it then they would know exactly what's happening right now, and they could they could actually help prepare um, prepare people for what is going to happen: mm. the rapture, mm. the tribulation, mm. and the second coming of Christ. And again, mm. going back to the last show, we went over it pretty much in depth as mm. far as the rapture and you know trying to trying to get the difference across. And that was really the purpose mm. of the Thursday show was mm. to show mm. that there is a difference between the rapture mm -hmm. of the church and the second coming of Jesus. Because, you know, I hear people say all the time, you know, well, you know, whenever the rapture happens, that's that's the second coming. No, that's not the second coming of Christ. You know, and there, there's a lot of confusion about that. And, you know, it's separated by at least seven years. Now, you know, I'm... Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to be really careful there. I personally believe it's separated by exactly seven years because I believe that the, the Great Tribulation starts the moment that the church is raptured. That is my personal belief. That is my personal opinion. But that is not contained in Scripture. It does not say that uh, specifically. Uh, all it says in Scripture is that there are seven years of tribulation 
following the rapture okay so there could be a time difference in there of some of some form i don't know uh, now you've done exclude a, a lot of study on this terry and i'm, I'm going to put your book cover up here real quick which is uh blast off more now this is in edition number five blast off more till jesus shouts edition five and mm-hmm. um so you may have an opinion on what i just said terry in regard mm-hmm. to this because of of what you have written so i'm going to give you that opportunity to express your opinion of just when the tribulation actually starts. Go ahead. I I have in the last, I guess, I don't know, year or so, and, and, and there's some credit that has to go to the show because of our continuing digging and, and going into depth on what does the Bible say about these things. Uh, but over the last year or so, I have actually come to a conclusion uh, on that very subject, and I'm not trying to play games with anybody, uh, but but what I will say is that I can't divulge what I've discovered right now, and here's the reason. Uh, if you saw Thursday night's show, you can see how difficult it is trying to uh, separate and parse all of these teachings and well this is here and this is that and it's so easy when you get going to get excited to get hot and to get uh, confused and and to fall into confusion that other people are in uh, when you're simply trying to answer their questions so what i want to do and this is what i did with the rapture i spent many years studying it before I actually felt comfortable to sit down and begin writing about it. And and I've got a lot of good, strong, I've got things in my book, in Blastoff or PMOR, that actually uh, contradict some of the best Bible teachers uh, in the world. Uh, some that I respect deeply, uh, and, and there's much of what they believe and say I, I agree with. But as to, as to Joel's question specifically, yes, I have reached a conclusion. But what I want to do is to be able to sit down and get all of the verses that are involved in that and to line them up. This is what I did with the rapture. If you go through my book, uh, over 1,350 uh, plus verses, uh, over 1,500 plus uh, scripture index with uh, indexing, uh, alpha indexing, uh, 25 plus different Bibles so that you can go back and forth and you can go as deep as you want and you can nail me uh, right to the wall. You said this on page this and you said this on page such and such Mm -hmm. and you use this version on this one and that. I mean, you can get really close and I did that on purpose. That's what I want. I don't want to be putting out false things. I want, and, and I'm a part of the body of Christ. Joel has as much right uh, to, to, to say, well, this is what I see and this is what I think. All of us do. Each Christian does. Amen. That's what the Bible's all about. That's right. what the Bible's all about. Right. As long as we don't give and we never have, I want to make yeah. that clear, we never have. We've never said, you know, we're interpreting Scripture in any way, shape, or form. We either present yeah. that Scripture as it's written, and mm-hmm. we say it is true because every mm-hmm. word of the Bible from Genesis through Revelation is 100% true. We don't put an interpretation mm-hmm. on that because we're not a prophet. Mm-hmm. But we can That's have right. opinion. 
God allows yes. Christians to have opinions. Yes. And so we do express those opinions. You know, Terry, I don't think I've ever asked you this question, and I, I, I hope I don't catch you to where you're not prepared Flat for footed. it. Okay. Yeah. But but uh, it popped in my mind again, and, and I want to ask it. And if you don't have an, a great answer for it, that's okay. This is live, and you had no preparation. No, okay. But I want to know, who did you specifically write uh, Blast Off or PMR for? What was your target audience when, when you wrote that book? I don't think I've ever asked you that question before. And I'm, I'm just curious. I was aware of the importance of putting my position before the scholars in the body of Christ. At the same time, I wanted to write it in such a way that anyone that can read and write would be able to open the book up and to begin their own study. Mm -hmm. um, but but interestingly enough, uh, let me answer that question another way. Okay. Uh, when now become when now becomes too late is uh -huh. the uh, my my very first book on the rapture. And I don't have I that one. I don't have that cover available, but I do have I do have another cover available that pictures it there you go okay you I'll, are, yeah. I'll, yeah i've got all three of your books on screen now for anybody yeah. to say so go, go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you yeah go ahead yeah but but uh, to give you an idea uh, i was talking with a man one night and he was asking me about the he had just read when now becomes too late and he said to me i don't understand the book he said one minute you're talking to a, a college professor and the next minute, you're talking to some guy digging a ditch. And um, <laughs> he said, "He said, who is your audience? This is the question that Joel asked. Who's right. your audience? And this guy was asking that question. He said, who's your audience? And with us in that conversation was a close friend of mine, uh, Eric, who actually is now with Jesus. Um, but at the time, this is a number of years ago, and he, Eric was there. And when the man asked the question, before I could respond, he jumped in and he said to the guy, he's writing to everyone. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and that, yeah. and that would, when I wrote When Now Becomes Too Late, I did specifically intend for it to be available for anyone in society. So that you could read some, oh, yeah, I know what that guy's talking about. And, oh, yes, I understand. He's in the... Um, you know, however, well, you know, the are. one thing that I would like to say about the book is the fact yeah. that, you know, Terry's not trying to come up with a Bible. But what he's trying no. to come up with is he's trying to come up with a book that supports the Bible and also yeah. that leads people to read the Bible. And, you know, that Amen. that's Amen. a very, very Amen. important thing, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, the the book itself is centered on. The very moment of the rapture and a lot of that terry correct me if i'm wrong but a lot of that is to help people understand that yes indeed there really is a rapture because mm -hmm. you know there, yes. there, there yes. there's a lot of people that uh, don't believe in it or or believe it's going to happen mm -hmm. at a time um in the mm -hmm. future you know uh, i think i told you a story mm -hmm. one time about uh, mm -hmm. when i was a young child 
Um, for some reason or another, it was mentioned in church, you know, and I don't, rem I honestly don't remember a lot of conversation about the rapture itself from church. But I do remember asking my mother, you know, do you think the rapture is going to happen? You know, do you, do you think you're going to, you know, is, is it going to happen before you die? You know, I mean, I, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal the way that I asked the question because I was just a kid, you know, just a child very young child yeah. and she said you know i don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime but i think it'll happen in yours and that's mm -hmm. something that has stuck with me now i it's like powerful. i told yeah. yeah now like i said i i never went any further with it than that that was a mm -hmm. perfect explanation for a young child i didn't need any more mm -hmm. it wasn't discussed mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. but uh, you know, over the years, I've always wondered, well, why did she think it wouldn't happen in her lifetime, but happen in mine? And I still don't mm -hmm. have the answer to that because of the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, Israel had already become a nation. And this would have been. That would be the, my guess. Yeah, that it, would be my it, guess. this would have been in the early 1960s that I would have asked that question mm -hmm. somewhere around 64 to 69, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Uh, but um, anyway, Israel had already become a country, but. Evidently, and she studied the Bible. Trust me, she trust, she studied the Bible a lot. My dad was a deacon; yeah. he studied it a lot. They yeah. had a, a evening uh, a Bible study each night before they went to bed, and uh, so she must have seen something. Um, maybe maybe yeah. I can maybe I can ask her when I get to heaven. I don't know, Absolutely. but uh, but Absolutely. you know, um, but uh, she was. She was unsure. I mean, you know, it's not that it, it's not that she said it absolutely will not happen during my lifetime. She said she didn't expect mm. it to, and but yeah. she did expect it to happen during mine. And the older I get, and the further that we get from that date that Israel was created, which was the beginning of the countdown clock, I now mm. at my age, I believe, yeah, I think there's a really mm. good chance that I'm going to see the rapture. And I'm almost completely certain that the grandchildren that we have living in my home right now will definitely see the rapture of the church. I think your kids will see the rapture of the church if you don't. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Well, it's only, if I don't, it's only because of my age or whatever. Right, but, exactly. Well, same, same but, here, same here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Same but it, but interesting. Going back to to uh, her not expecting it, you've got to remember that over the centuries, uh, the church leaders began to kind of tamp down on the teaching of the rapture because it is such a volatile subject, and because what it what it implies, even in the simplest forms, is something that is so out far beyond us in our imaginations. They began to tamp down on it and began to change different words and phrases and, and so that they said the same thing, but they said it in a softer way. Paul says in Philippians, um, I press towards the mark of the, and in the King James, it says, I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But in the New King James, I think I know somebody that reads one. Yeah, but anyway... Me. In the, yeah, in the, new, in the New King James, that same phrase, Paul, in that same verse, it says, I press towards the mark of the upward call yeah. of Christ Jesus, yeah. of the upward call. That's talking about the rapture with, with no bones, just opening, just boom, the upward right. call. 
that's what it's going to be, an upward call. And that shows us, you know, and, and when I looked up high calling in the Hebrew, or I mean in the Greek, the, the more proper translation for high calling, upward call. <laughs> well, I know, I know, mom. I know, mom believed in uh, believed in the rapture. I know that she's with Jesus yeah. right now, and I, I can tell you, I'm I'm looking forward to the time when we're reunited. Now, then, for everyone, um, if we are given a Tuesday, we'll be back Amen. this Tuesday evening at 7:30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. Until then, good night, everybody. God bless you. Have a great weekend wherever you may be. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.